All right, we're launching a brand new series called Intentional Acts of Kindness today. Intentional Acts of Kindness. Not just random acts of kindness, but intentional acts of kindness. Do you ever walk throughout your days and you're watching the news or you're talking with your friends and it just feels like there's bad news after bad news after bad news, negative report after negative report, and you're just kind of thinking, is there anything good in this world? Is there any hope for humanity? And we find ourselves losing faith in people. We find ourselves losing faith in humanity. How can there be such evil? Why are people so mean? But then you're going along your day and someone does something kind for you and it shakes you up. It startles you. They compliment your shirt. They say you have a great smile. They recognize something good you did. And you're like, ah, I'm going to live like the mountains are out today. There is hope in this world. There is a reason to live. There's joy. And you think, yeah, my shirt does look good. Yeah, my physique is amazing. Yes, I do have a good smile. I, I am pretty amazing. Have you ever had one of those moments? Bad day to good day because of an act of kindness. And so we're going to dive into this concept from a biblical point of view. And I'm really excited because I believe we're going to start a kindness revolution here at Kalos Church. And it's going to be incredible. So let's dig into the scriptures. Ephesians 4.31, I'm going to start reading there. It says this about kindness and some other traits. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Dear Father, we just are thankful for you, and I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers of your word today, but we would be doers, we pray, in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. So kindness, put away bitterness, clamor, put away malice, and put on kindness. Be kind to one another as Christ has been kind to us, as Christ willingly gave up his life for us. I'm just so moved by this scripture. And whenever I'm preaching a sermon, I'm always asking for fresh stories or a fresh passion. I want it to be real. And that is a dangerous prayer because the Lord always gives me opportunities. When we preach about relationships, it's like we need to work out a relationship. Relationship. We're very aware. When we preach about forgiveness, I realize I have unforgiveness in my heart. When I preach about kindness, suddenly there's a lot of opportunities to be kind. <laughs> you know, I went to Mount Sai, little Mount Sai yesterday, and I was kind of having a bad day. My kid is two years old, and he was just screaming. He's just whining, and he woke up extra early, and I was like, oh my goodness, I just need to get out of the house. So I, I went to the mountains. I went to little Mount Sai, found this trailhead, hiked up to it, and it was beautiful. I was living like the mountains were out. It was a blue sky. You can see mountains in every direction. It was gorgeous. Love the Pacific Northwest. So I'm up the trail, and my son does not want to hike. So I'm carrying him. I mean, my arms are so much stronger with dad strength now because I carry my son. I put him on my shoulders. I'm walking. I don't mind, but he does not want to walk forward at all. He just wants to look at rocks and throw them off a ledge the whole time. He doesn't want to progress on this trail at all. And the, the sky is so beautiful. I want to make it to the top. And he's just looking at rocks. And so I actually give up. I'm like, all right, I could 
probably learn a lesson, I'm gonna learn to smell the roses or look at the rocks or whatever. So we just sit and uh, actually ran into uh, Amy and Tori and Heather and Michael. Come on, somebody. And so that family in town, so glad you guys are here, ran into them on the mountain. I think you said you heard Obi crying, so you can attest <laughs> to my story. So he's just being whiny, and so I was like, all right, we're going to leave Obi. You can't handle the mountain. You can't handle this. And so we went, and uh, I, I, I'm driving down the road. I get out because uh, sometimes when Obi's in the back seat and I can't see him, I assume he's dead. So I, I, and I get really afraid. <laughs> Have you ever been there, parents? <laughs> I'm just like, he hasn't cried for 30 seconds. He's dead. Let me check on him. And so I, I stopped the car, <laughs> and I, I check on him, and uh, he's, he's alive. Thank the Lord. And uh, a car pulls uh, behind me and waves me over, waves me over. And it's this family, and uh, the, the man can't speak very much English. He's telling me he only speaks Arabic, and he's trying to put a bunch of jewelry in my hands a gold watch, a necklace, ring. This is like high quality gold. And he goes, uh, please sir, I, I'm out of gas. I, I need help, can you help me? And I go, all right, follow me. And so we go to the gas station and uh, I'm like, God, I'm preaching a sermon on kindness. All right, I'm gonna be kind. All right, thanks for the fresh story, Lord. Uh, I owe you <laughs> everything. <laughs> so so, so I, I have no problem. I fill up his tank case, his gas tank, and then he, he says, uh, I, I need $500 to go to Florida. <laughs> He's like, uh, I, I went on a vacation here, and uh, I lost my debit card. I'm from the Middle East, and I don't know what to do. My banks don't count here. I have no family here. And he has, like, all these kids in the car, and they're, they're, they're just, like, kind of stranded. I saw his tank was uh, on empty. I asked his son to add me on Facebook. I see that they're, on, they're from Florida. So the story is, like, panning out, and I'm like, something feels a little fishy. I feel like I'm being scammed, though. Like, what are you doing here in Washington? Why are you giving me so much jewelry? Like, uh, you don't have any family. You need $500 to go all the way to Florida. You're, like, as far away as possible. What is happening? So I feel like I'm being scammed, but I also know that I'm preaching a sermon on kindness. And I'm like, God, I want to live out your scriptures. I'll do whatever it takes. God, should I help someone in need? You know when you pray kind of dumb prayers, they're like, God, God, hey, I want the opportunity to love someone. And then it happens, and you're like, God, should I love someone? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I actually call Amritha, and I'm like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm being scammed but can I, can I give these people some money? And uh, there's, I couldn't take out $500 from the ATM there, but we, we decided to bless them. And it was crazy. They were like, hey, we, we just bless you. We pray a blessing on your son and your family. And I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm totally being scammed. But what's the alternative? Like, I let my heart be stingy in the name of just being efficient. Like, what's the alternative here? And I felt like my kindness was being taken advantage of. But at the same time, what if it was a real situation? What if they're from another country and their debit card isn't working? What would you do? That'd be so difficult. The banks don't acknowledge your money in another country. You don't know what to do. And I, I just found myself in this pickle. Lord, am I going to let my kindness be taken advantage of? And I was just reminded of the scripture that challenges us in Ephesians to imitate God to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Because if I know something that's true, God showed us kindness 
God has showed me kindness, and I've taken advantage of it. I've taken advantage of it. Even when I knew I was probably going to make the same mistake again, even when I knew I was probably going to ask for forgiveness, when I could just repeat the same thing again, I asked for forgiveness, and God has been faithful to let me take advantage of his kindness again and again and again. Honey, you guys, that's your testimony today. That's your reality. I've taken advantage of the kindness of Christ. And it's difficult in our lives, in our situation, because so many times in our lives, we have a struggle being kind. It's not like we go out of our way to harm people, but we don't always go out of our way to help people. And when people harm us, we like demand that there is justice. When people wrong us, we demand that they get what they deserve. But when we wrong people, we hope that they show us kindness. <laughs> Isn't that so true? And uh, I want to challenge us to be part of a kindness revolution, that we would be imitators of Christ, that we would say, Hey, even if I'm being taken advantage of, even if I'm being scammed, even if I'm giving and it hurts because I don't have a lot of money or time myself, oh Lord, let I be like you and show kindness because we serve a kind God. Jesus has been so good to us. He's been so kind. He's been so wonderful. And if you've like uh, had these experiences with religion or faith where churches just seem like an angry, judgmental, unkind place, we are so convinced that if you look at the real story of Jesus, if you look at the ideals and the words of what Jesus represented, he is such a kind God. He is such a beautiful God. And I challenge you, don't judge Jesus by the misrepresentations of him. Judge him based on the ideal. What did he say in the scriptures? What did he live like? And do I like that? Is that beautiful? Our Jesus is a kind God. But we can be so unkind, especially to the people we love. Have you ever noticed this? The people we love the most, we treat the worst. <laughs> Isn't that sad? The people we love the most, we treat the worst. In our family, the way we treat our parents, the way we treat our spouses, but not here at Kilo's Church. I just speak over us that we will be a kind people, imitating Christ, who willingly gave up his life for us. Amen. And so I want to unpack this idea uh, in the scriptures, and I want to share three things. Number one, I believe that kindness is part of the Christian brand. Number two, random acts of kindness are good, but intentional kindness is better. And number three, intentional kindness is how we change the world. I'm so excited about this. So kindness is part of the Christian brand. Colossians 3.12 says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I love this. I was looking up Greek definitions for kindness and in, uh, in, in Bible commentaries and things like that. And uh, the Greek word is 8291 if you're using like a lexicon or something like that. But this is what kindness is defined as. The quality. <laughs> I don't know if you guys use those when you come to a church and a comedy club. But if you are, here's, here's the definition. The quality of compassion. This is a definition for kindness. The quality of compassion and generosity. Characteristics of God's dealings towards the weak and poor and demanded of believers. The kindness is also shown in the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. You know, I, I was meeting with a, a new couple that's been coming to Kalo's church, and uh, I, I just heard their testimony and found out that their family grew up pretty poor, and they didn't know how they are going to pay for groceries and things like that. 
And he said, I didn't really want to believe in God, but consistently, family after family would just mail in $100 bills, bring in groceries, and I, I didn't want to believe in God, but I saw the faithfulness of his kindness through people that I couldn't help but believe. That kindness from Christians made an impact, and I believe it. And he said this quote, he said, you know what, as a Christian, I want kindness to be part of my brand. Isn't that a nice statement? As a Christian, I want kindness to be part of my brand. It seems so uh, just like unnatural when we're like, hey, hey, get, get out of my lane. I'm not going to let you merge. I'm not going to let you merge. You will not get on the highway. This is my lane. You, I'm, I'm going to drive up super fast. I'm not going to give you space in here, and I'm not going to give you eye contact because I'm passive aggressive. Hey, and by the way, Jesus loves you. That doesn't feel very natural, does it? No, it doesn't. Hey, no offense, but you are one pathetic loser. Ah, the grace of God is rich today. <laughs> you know, that's not part of the Christian brand. Kindness is very natural for us as Christians. And I, I just believe that there's no such thing as unkind Christians. There's no such thing as being part of an unkind Christianity. Yeah, we mess up. Yeah, we fail but we are called to clothe ourselves with kindness. In this scripture in Colossians, it doesn't say like if you feel like it or if you're good enough. It is a call for all Christians that we are called to be kind. This is part of who you are. You people, I'm so proud of you. You make God a priority. You come here on a Sunday morning. You sing songs of praise and worship, and you serve, and you invite your friends, and you love this community so well, Caleb's Church. It's amazing. And just let me speak into your identity. You are kind. This is part of who you are. You are a kind people. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This is part of our identity. This is part of our brand as God's people. Amen? And so there's no such thing as an unkind Christianity. And kindness isn't meaning like being a pushover and just let people walk all over you. We can be kind for the poor and the weak and those who are demanding justice. We can be a kind people that, that steps into oppression and says, this is not okay. I'm going to bring dignity to all people. And I'm actually super excited about Pastor Amritha's message next week. She's going to talk about how kindness led her to start an organization that has pre prevented sex trafficking all through Cambodia, which is amazing. How many of you guys excited for that message next week? And so kindness wasn't just like, hey, nice blouse today. It's like, hey, hey, sex trafficking, this does not have to be your reality. I'm going to get in the trenches with you. I'm going to leverage the kingdom of God to help you experience life and life abundantly. That's the kindness I can get on board with, amen? And so kindness is part of our brand, and I love this. We have been so helped as God's people. How many of you guys remember time after time where someone has helped you when they didn't have to? Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Second thing I want to share is random acts of kindness are good. Yes, it is. But intentional kindness is better. You know, many times we think that love has to be organic. Love kind of has to be an accident. But it doesn't. You can love on purpose. Love doesn't always have to be a surprise. You can cultivate love. You can cultivate love. And I love this movement that's kind of swept the earth recently, random acts of kindness. It's beautiful. 
But I think even better is us as God's people say, I'm not going to let kindness be an accident since it's part of our brand. Since scripture says we must clothe ourselves with kindness, I'm going to intentionally make kindness a priority in my life. I don't think unkind Christianity is exceptional in my life. And so I don't believe that there is ever an excuse to be unkind to someone. So I'm going to be intentional with it. I'm going to be intentional. Proverbs 3.3 says this, do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Kill us, church. Don't let kindness leave you. Let it be a part of who you are and be intentional with it. You know, right now we have some amazing people in here, but let's be honest, there's some people right now, right here, even though we're worshiping, even though we're all really good looking and we're smiling and we got a lot of chit and a lot of chat, you know, there's some people here this morning that need a lot of encouragement. I mean, let's be honest. And like, I don't want them to experience life through my life just on accident. If I know someone's in need, someone's hurting, I want it to be part of my life. Like, I don't wait till I see a problem to be kind to someone, but I would just say in advance because it's part of who I am. I won't let kindness leave me. You know, I, I just want us to stop, even right now. Let's take a moment. And I, I want you to, the person to your left or right, just encourage them right now. It doesn't have to be organic. I'm going to tell you to do it right now. It can be a compliment how they look. It can be something about their personality. It can just be anything. All right, let's do it. Encourage someone to your left and right. Totally not organic. Isaiah and Phil, look each other in the eye and say something nice. Hey, Paul, get Jeff here. Yeah. Nobody's left out. Rachel, did you get Steve Green? All right. <laughs> uh, who's got some warm fuzzies right now? Feeling pretty good? Love it, love it. <laughs> you know, you cried? We did it. <laughs> All right, mission accomplished. Just kidding. Uh, you know, love doesn't always have to be an accident. Here, I just say, encourage someone, and you did it, and it was awesome. Honestly, some of you guys heard words right now that you're going to be thinking about for a while. It's going to encourage you. It's like startled you out of a path of negativity. And I, I love that we can be intentional. You know, Mariella right here in the front row, uh, for this month, for this thing called the bloggermage, if you want to know what the bloggermage is, go to prettypen.com backslash bloggermage. No big deal. Check it out. Check it out. No, no, no big deal. Do we have a slide? No, don't put a slide. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but uh, for, the, for the next 28 days or so, she's, she's going to give a free coffee away at Belden Cafe every single day to someone. So who wants to hit that up? It's gonna be a, that's going to be awesome. So she's just saying, hey, I want to treat people with kindness intentionally. I'm not just going to wait till an opportunity comes my way. I'm going to make kindness happen. Nothing random about this. I'm being intentional. Isn't that awesome? Don't you want that coffee? So everybody can get one or just one a day? Just one, just one a day, all right. But I, I, just, I just love that. That's, that's the kind of people that are in this church, people who are intentionally wanting to be kind. There's this great quote. It says this, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. 
be kind whenever possible. It is always possible, whether it's uh, buying someone's drink, whether it's noticing something about someone and saying, hey, hey, I really like your outfit. I really think you're an amazing person. Just encouraging them, whether it's, you know, buying someone's gas, whether it's taking out, you know, someone to coffee or dinner, inviting someone into your home, um, saying, hey, I don't know why, but I just want to pray for you right now. Whether it's saying, hey, wife, uh, for the next 30 days, I'm, I'm going to do something for you kind every single day. Just wait to see what happens. I mean, can you imagine if we did that in our families, in our marriages with our children? Could you imagine if, hey, if we had some parents and we said, hey, I'm going to be kind to you. I'm going to do something for you kind every single day. Or if you just did it, even better. Do you know how that would change the dynamics of our families, of our lives, of our work? You know, that, that, that unkind person at your work? You know, people who treat you unkindly, don't you think that they need kindness the most from you? <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, what would happen if as God's people carrying out our imitation of Christ, we entered into our different worlds, to our families, and we just said, hey, I am God's daughter, God's son, and so I'm going to make this place filled with kindness so much that it's uncomfortable for everybody. They're going to be like, why are you doing this? And you just say, I just want to show you God's love in a tangible way. You don't have to come to my church. You don't have to do anything. I just want, I just want to show you the same love that God showed me. You know, I saw a t-shirt that said once, uh, smile at people. It'll creep them out. <laughs> Let's be that. <laughs> be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. Next thing I want to share is this. Intentional kindness is how we change the world. Romans 2.4 says this. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness? I like that phrase right alone. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance, leads you to life change, leads you to... Turn from one path and go towards God. I mean, kindness drew us to repentance. We are obsessed with the kindness of God. We love the kindness of God. He's been so merciful and good to us. I mean, this room is filled with story after story after story. I was suicidal. I was depressed. I was addicted. I was in fight. I was going through marital issues. I had a financial jam. But then I turned to the Lord, and he was so kind to me. He gave me a fresh start. He gave me purpose. He gave me identity. He gave me hope. God has been good to me. His kindness made me to say, how could I keep on living this way? I need to live according to God's truth and his ways because it's so much better. I'm so sick of living in death. I want to live in the way of light and life. How many of you guys, that's your story? And you're like, his kindness changed me. His kindness made a difference. And as God's people, kindness is how we change the world. Kindness is how we change the world. You know, I was reminded in the scriptures in the Old Testament, in Joshua 2, there's this story uh, where uh, God's people of Israel were scouting out new lands that they were going to conquer because God was giving them a new land. And so they were going out. So Joshua sent out these two spies to a city called Jericho. And he said, go check it out, see what's happening. They go to Jericho and they immediately go to a prostitute's house, which I have a couple red flags about that. <laughs> it's God's people. That's what the scripture says. All right, you want spies to go into your promised land? All right. And they went to a prostitute's house. <laughs> Literally the next verse. Read it for yourself in Joshua 2. But they, they go there, 
and this prostitute Rahab says, hey, I heard about how God delivered you from the land of Egypt, how you parted the Red Sea, and I, I know you're going to have victory over Jericho. I know God has given you this land. And she says, hey, uh, you know, the king has just called to, to go kidnap you spies, but I'm going to hide you away. I'm going to protect you. And she says this verse after it. She says in Joshua 2.12, Please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. And this, this prostitute, which seems so scandalous, and sometimes we can be a little religious and we judge her, but we don't know her story and how she ended up. But she recognized an opportunity to say, I want to serve God's kingdom. I want to be a part of this. I want to help out. And so she hid these spies. She made it so that they could have safety. Israel, God's people, ended up conquering this land of Jericho. And later on, this lady Rahab marries someone. I believe his name is Salmon. And, which is an awesome name. And uh, it ends up that this, this lineage, her son and son's son and son's sons, ends up being related to King David, one of the most famous kings in all of scripture. And in the line of King David, if you want to use this fancy term called a genealogy or lineage, after birth, after birth, after birth from King David, we see that Jesus is eventually born. And so it's amazing how one act of kindness led to the ultimate act of kindness in Jesus Christ. And there's a cycle of kindness that multiplied. And even on a biological level, there's something that happens when acts of kindness happen. There's this fancy thing called oxytocin. It's a chemical that's released in your brain. And uh, when <laughs> so, were you just cheering oxytocin? No. <laughs> that's just straight. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Oxytocin, oh, that's a good stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Woo I'm on oxytocin right now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just got distracted. We probably are because we've just been encouraging people. But when we, when, we, when we catch someone in an act of kindness where we, we give someone kindness or we receive kindness or we watch kindness, oxytocin is released in every single person involved. So when you do something good, Biologically, you're going to feel better. That chemical is going to be released. When you receive an act of kindness, that same chemical is released. And here's the cool thing. When you watch something happen to somebody else, you're not even doing it. You're not receiving it. By just observing it, you have a release of oxytocin. Isn't that incredible? And so we see this multiplication effect. And just like Rahab released one act of kindness, it multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and led to the birth of Jesus. What a great privilege to be in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And so I just believe in this contagious kindness. I believe that we as Kalos, as we intentionally are kind to our community, our families, and our people, it's going to create a kindness revolution where we can make known the beauty of Jesus in so many ways. I believe that one of the best weapons of making known the beauty of Jesus, or a fancy term, evangelism, or sharing our faith, or helping people experience hope in life, one of the best ways we can do that, a secret weapon we have, is just simply treating one another with kindness. It's not an act of weakness. It's an act of revolution. Kindness is so powerful. It changes the world. There's this quote by Aesop. It says this, No act of kindness is ever wasted, no matter how small. 
no matter how small. Husbands, I challenge you, do something kind for your wife every single day. See how it revolutionizes your marriage. See what happens. You know, your friend, if you're feeling like you don't have any friends, you feel like you're not connected, try being kind to someone every single day. See what happens. If you're seeing someone depressed or hopeless, be kind to them. See what happens. I believe we can truly change the world. I mean, like we started off this message saying, there's so many times we're walking in negative cycles, bad report, bad report, hopelessness, but then someone startles our life with kindness and it changes everything. Why can't we be the ones that do that? Why not me, Lord? I want to imitate you, Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's read that scripture again that we started off with in Ephesians. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Are you tenderhearted? Or are you someone who bashes someone? Do you have a hard heart? You know, one of the greatest lessons we can learn as Christians is how to have thick skin but a soft heart. Are you tenderhearted today, forgiving one another? Do you forgive people in your life like Christ forgave us? Or are you someone that's constantly cutting someone down, sarcastic comment after sarcastic comment, in the name of being funny? Yeah, it's funny for a while, but then you find out that people secretly believe what you assume that they thought was a joke, but they actually started believing lies about themselves because you're just trying to be funny? I mean, what are you like? Is this you? Have you put away bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander, malice? Or are you like this? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. As God in Christ forgave you, therefore be imitators of God. Oh, God, we want to be like you. As beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice for God. Band, you guys can come up. I want to challenge all of you. This week, do something kind for one person every single day. Just for seven days, try it for your family, for your work, for someone you just can't stand. Try it out. Let's clothe ourselves with kindness. And honestly, as Christians, it's not an option. Paul doesn't say, if you feel like it, clothe yourselves. He says, clothe yourselves. And I think we got a lot of naked Christians. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, I want to end with this story, and, and then we're going to pray. Now, I even believe that something's starting to stir in this moment, don't you? I feel like God's doing something. I feel like he's shaping an identity. I feel like some of us are waking up to who we always were meant to be, and I'm so excited about that. But, you know, I, like, like the gospel is just so personal because God, God's just been so kind to me. God has been so kind to my family. And uh, I, I've shared this story before, but I, I just think it's so, so relevant. And it was even some of the motivation for what I experienced at Mount Si and wanting to help that family that was from another country and they were struggling and didn't know what to do because, honestly, that was the story of my family. My family immigrated from Sri Lanka, this little island nation, because of a civil war. They went from a tropical paradise to the winter of Minnesota. And it was so uh, just terrible for them. It was so difficult. It, was, it, it just shook up everything in the world. They could no longer worship at Hindu temples. Their whole community was gone. They didn't have money. Their degrees didn't count anymore. Like Their education, when they had been established in Sri Lanka, they knew the language. They knew the culture. They knew how to live. They had friends and family, and suddenly they had nothing. And my, my family was so depressed and broken that they decided, you know what, there's no hope for us here in Minnesota. We're going to commit suicide as a family. We're going to end it all. 
They're just stuck in negative darkness and hopelessness. One person saw my dad sitting on a park bench, and he noticed my dad. He noticed. He took the time to notice. And sometimes we, we're so busy in our lives, we're so consumed with our own problems, that we, we're so consumed with our problems that we don't even take time to notice the people around us. We think we're all alone. But my, my dad was on this bench and someone noticed all of this. Recent immigrant, a refugee, had just escaped war. He had seen horrible things. Now he's in a new country, doesn't know what to do. Someone took the time to notice and heard my dad's story and he said, hey, you don't have to do this alone. Why don't you live with my family in our trailer home? And so he had three sons of his own and took in my family. And that one decision, taking a Hindu family into a trailer home in Minnesota, later on, it ended up to me eventually finding Jesus. Where my family, like this was before I was born, this story. Like I would have never been born if someone wouldn't have just noticed. I wouldn't have had a chance at life. I wouldn't have had a chance to know, like, the grace and kindness from the church if one man didn't take the time to notice. And uh, it led to our whole life story getting changed. He helped our family get a house, my family get jobs. And just that, that whole kindness led to life change in our family. And let's be honest, if you saw someone looking kind of sad on a bench in downtown, would you have walked by, or would you have invited them into your home to live? <laughs> oh, it's so convicting. It's so challenging for me, because there's so many times where I'm just like, I don't know if I have enough room in my heart to love someone. I'm too busy. I got my own issues. But we as Christians, this is part of our brand, that God was kind to us, and our kindness is a response to his kindness. And so as a fruit of kindness... My prayer is that Kalos Church would be a place where we are intentional with our kindness. That we would put away all this clamor and bitterness and wrath and sarcastic put-downs and, and being too busy to notice, but we would be a people that say, God, you've been so kind to me. How could I do anything but intentionally be kind to everyone who's in my circle, in my work, in my life? Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thankful for what you're doing in this place. So thankful that you've been kind to us. And I pray that even right now, as we seek you in prayer, as we seek you, Lord, I pray that we would be the kind people you see us as. Lord, we wouldn't let bitterness or unforgiveness be our identity. We wouldn't let put-downs or all these other options be our identity. But we would see ourselves as sons and daughters of Christ, saying, Jesus, we want to be like you. Jesus, we want to be like you. We want to love people as you love them. We want to see people as you see them. Lord, if someone's on a park bench, I pray that we would take the time to notice. That we would take the time to, even if we're scammed. Lord, I pray that we would be a people that our kindness is taken advantage of. Because, Lord, at the end of it all, I'd rather be foolish in my love than stingy in my generosity. Lord, let us be reckless in our love, reckless in our love, just like you, Jesus. You're our hero, just like you. Just make that your prayer in your own words, whatever is going on in your heart.
Just make a commitment to the Lord. Make a prayer to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, make us your kind people. Awesome, awesome. You know, God's just doing something so special in here. You know, uh, we're going to transition out here in a moment, but I, I just want to say it. I'm not naive that there are people in this place where you need the kindness of God right now. You're just desperate for something positive, something that can give you a fresh start or hope or life. You need the kindness of God. And the good thing about God is no matter what we've experienced, no matter what we've done, we can always receive his kindness. We can always receive his love. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And for me, when I, I'll tell you a story another time, but when I was going through suicidal tendencies myself and depression and hopelessness, someone said I could receive a fresh start with Jesus and I could receive the kindness of the Lord. And they said, hey, can I, can I pray with you? Would you like that? I'll help you. You don't even have to have the right words. I'd love to pray with you that you could walk in life and life abundantly. You could walk with Jesus right now. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good he is. And they just said, would you, would you like me to pray with you? And I said, yes, so desperately. And I prayed that prayer, and it made such an amazing change in my life that I received life from God. And I believe that there are people in this room that you need that kind of transformation, that hope, that fresh start right now. And I, I just want to ask the same question to you all that was asked to me. Can I pray with you? And so let's close our eyes and bow our heads. But if you're in this place and you're saying, I, I need the kindness of God. I need forgiveness for my past. I need a fresh start to move forward. Jesus Christ, you died on the cross for me. You gave up your life willingly. Like, Lord, what? you love me so much and I, I want to I not fight it anymore. I want to receive it. I want to live for you, Jesus. I want to receive the kindness of God. If that's you in this place and you'd like me to pray for you, on the count of three, I just ask, would you please raise your hand? You can experience the love of God right now. So if that's, you, if that's you on the count of three, raise your hand, please. One, two, three. Just raise your hand so I can see it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. That's, a, that's amazing. All right, you can put your hands down. And so I have a prayer, and I'm just so proud of you for raising your hand. It's amazing. But let's pray a prayer together and, and say, from this day forward, Jesus, I'm going to walk in your love. So there's a prayer here. It's not a magic spell. It's just a way to articulate what might be in your heart. But let's pray this at the same time all together. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give Jesus a round of applause? His kindness, his kindness is so good. I'm going to invite Pastor Amritha to come up here, and we're going to transition. But I believe that our kindness isn't just going to be random anymore, but we're intentionally going to start a kindness revolution. Amen? Our God's a kind God, isn't he? Well, we love you, proud of you. You're a kind people.